In this edition of Global Print, dear viewer, I'm going to talk to you about the India-Russia relationship. Now, lots of things are happening on the Russian front. Uh, within a few days, on the 24th of February, actually, the war, the Russian war in Ukraine will complete one year. Last week, India's National Security Advisor, Ajit Doval, was in Moscow to attend a meeting on Afghanistan under the aegis of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization and on the margins of which he met the Russian President Vladimir Putin. That, it, that in itself is significant, and I'll tell you uh, why in a, couple, in a minute or so. And also, uh, the U.S. Energy Secretary, Jeff Pyatt, is in Delhi even as we speak. Now, Mr. Pyatt knows India well. He's a very able U.S. diplomat. He has served in Delhi. Uh, he has many friends here. But the fact that he's here and is meeting people from across the Indian government, the Indian leadership, demonstrates the abiding interest of the Americans in India uh, to, on continuing to buy Russian oil across over this last year since Russia invaded Ukraine uh, about a year or so ago. So that's the burden of my uh, argument of my video on Global Print today. But before I go any further, dear viewer, dear viewer I'd like to make an appeal to you. Please do subscribe and pay just a little bit. It's rupees 159 only for a subscription to the Prince YouTube channel. But you get several benefits and privileges that non-subscribers don't get, including advance notice of uh, many videos, as well as uh, special viewings and special invitations to several events that the Print has. So uh, now back to my column, Global Print on the Prince website, and I do hope that you've read my piece. Uh, this is largely about uh, India's National Security Advisor, Ajit Doval, going to Moscow, traveling to Moscow last week and attending the um, meeting in Afghanistan under the aegis of the SCO, but importantly, very importantly, meeting the Russian President Vladimir Putin. Now, the fact is that Mr. Putin doesn't just meet anybody. I mean, he's met uh, lots of Indian prime ministers, of course, whether it was Atal Bihari Vajpayee, Dr. Manmohan Singh, uh, Prime Minister Narendra Modi. That's par for the course, because when Putin comes to Delhi or when an Indian prime minister goes to Moscow, that's the primary bilateral meeting. But otherwise, the Russian president doesn't really meet that many second-rung leaders. So the fact that he has met Ajit Doval. And by the way, here's an interesting nugget. In the last 20 years uh, since he was uh, president and then he became prime minister for a short while, Putin has actually met just one uh, Indian leader, and that's British Mishra. He was former national security advisor. Uh, he's passed away, of course, uh, national security advisor to former prime minister Atal Bihari Vajpayee. So since India went nuclear in 1998, and there's a side story to that, dear viewer, which is that the Russians were actually quite upset that India did not tell them that it was going to cross the Rubicon and uh, burst the atom and go nuclear. And this was in, in the month of May in 1998. I reported that story, of course, then uh, with the Indian Express newspaper. So um, India going nuclear, but India's relationship with the former Soviet Union and the new Russia has remained a constant and abiding one, one of a very close tie, a special partnership between the two, a strategic partnership as it's often described. So Vladimir Putin met Rajesh Mishra, uh, NSA to former PM Atal Bihari Vajpayee. And now, more than 20 years later, he meets again Prime Minister Modi's 
uh, NSA, which is at Jean Doval. So that in itself is significant. He didn't meet M.K. Narayanan, Dr. Manmohan Singh's NSA. He didn't meet G.N. Dixit, also previously NSA before he passed away, unfortunately. He did not meet any of the foreign ministers, whether Sushma Swaraj, Jaswan Singh, Yashwan Sinha, you name it. In these last 20 odd years, except for Bradesh Mishra and now Ajit Doval, Vladimir Putin has not met any second-rung Indian leader. So what was Doval's meeting uh, with the Russian president all about, all about? We don't know that. We don't know if he carried a message to the Russian president on behalf of Prime Minister Modi. That's more than likely. Uh, we probably, we can guess what that message is. But although this is, let me tell you, this is a pure guess. This is absolutely, I have no information about what that, what that letter contains. But probably it is about uh, ending the war in Ukraine and India talking about how probably, probably India talking about, probably Prime Minister Modi talking about the fact that this war has gone on for too long and surely both sides, both Russia and Ukraine, can find some sort of a via media, a compromise, a solution so that both sides can save face and get the, what they want. Uh, I'm not sure, again, whether India has offered to broker such a compromise, but remember that India is the leader of the G20 this year, uh, represents the voice of the global south, doesn't mean that it wants to antagonize the global north, but the fact that as the leader of the G20, a developing economy, uh, India would surely like to send that message, which it did again and again last year when it was a non-permanent member of the UN Security Council and the Russian invasion of Ukraine came up again and again and again, and India abstained each of those times. But I'm jumping the gun. So let's talk a little bit about this Russian invasion of Ukraine and how India has responded to it. I would argue that there are four phases in this um, in, in this relationship over the last one year since uh, since India started to buy Russian oil in the face of U.S. sanctions against Russia. Now, the first phase is very dramatically encapsulated by India's external affairs minister S. Jay Shankar, and we know that both Ajit Doval and Mr. Jay Shankar are the two arms of Prime Minister Narendra Modi, at least as far as India's foreign policy is concerned. So Mr. Jay Shankar, in this first phase um, of India's relationship with Russia, in, makes this one statement, this one liner that has gone viral all over the world, in which he says that India buys Russian oil in one month, what Europe buys in one afternoon. Basically saying that this song and dance that the West had uh, had begun putting pressure in India. Ki mat kharido, mat kharido, don't buy Russian oil. Uh, you are a, a member of the Quad. It doesn't look good if you uh, go against U.S. sanctions. Hold on, said Mr. Jeshankar at the time. And this is early last year, which is about a year ago. And he says that India buys in one month, India buys Russian oil in one month, uh, that Europe buys in one afternoon. Basically saying that, look, we are going to do... Um, we are going to follow our policy according to our national interest and not according to yours. So that's the first phase. The second phase, as I uh, said a little bit earlier, was this is India playing the international uh, player, which is as non-permanent member of the Security Council, which it has been a member of for the previous two years, that is uh, 2021 and 2022. And in 2022, of course, 
the Russian invasion of Ukraine was discussed several times at the Security Council as well as at the UN General Assembly. And at the Security Council, in several resolutions were put forward, each time India abstained. So basically sending the message to both parties, to, to, to the Russians. It, it did not say no uh, to the Russians and it did not say no to the Americans. Very often the resolution was sponsored by the Americans. But despite that, it's sending the message to the Americans that, listen, we have an old relationship with Russia, which we must abide by. So that's the second phase, which is really an extension of the first, which is that India pook pook ke kadam rakh raha tha. Ye bolte huye, ye batate huye, ye samjhate huye, ki jo Bharat ka national interest hai, wo usi ke upar jo hai, chalne ki koshish karega ya chal raha hai. The third phase in India's policy is an evaluation of all the options that are in front of it. Now, remember that 85% of India's energy needs are imported, which means that your economy, our economy, is hugely dependent on oil that we buy from uh, several countries in the world. Earlier, you bought oil from Iran, but that has been hit by US sanctions for more than a decade. Then you bought oil from Venezuela, but then the Americans clamped down sanctions on them too. Then you started buying oil from Russia. And now again, the Americans have uh, hit the, the Russians with sanctions. So what are your options? What are India's options that you buy from Saudi Arabia or you buy from the OPEC cartel or you buy spot purchases which are uh, significantly higher than what you do when you have an established relationship with a country? So in this particular case, in the Russian case, what then India started to do is that it established that pipeline. It said yes to the pipeline of buying uh, Russian crude uh, from Russia. But interestingly, it went one step further, which is that it refined this Russian crude in India's uh, refineries, uh, mostly on the west coast of India and Jamnagar and elsewhere. And this was re-exported to Europe. So because India's refineries are mostly um, tuned to a different kind of crude, mostly from Iran, which is like the sweet and light uh, oil. So and Russian crude is supposedly has different characteristics. In the fourth phase, India goes full steam ahead in the purchase of Russian oil to the extent that by December 2022, uh, 10 months into the war with, with Ukraine, India is buying 1.3 million barrels a day and is now even contemplating buying other oil products uh, apart from crude oil. So this is the distance that India has traveled um, over this last one year since Russia invaded Ukraine. Now think about it. On the one hand, India is a member of the US-led Quad, whose other members are Australia and Japan. India and the US, of course. And on the other hand, it is uh, standing up in the face of the Americans and continuing to buy uh, Russian crude oil. Now, you would say that India is getting the worst of both worlds, um, you know, standing up to both sides. But actually, that has been a master stroke in the Modi government's foreign policy, which is to walk this very difficult and very fine line between the Russians and the Americans. So let me add here that as India buys this 1.3 million barrels a day uh, of Russian oil, it's actually the Russians that are doing the heavy lifting. 
they're ranging the discount of, of course more than uh, 40 dollars per barrel which is a hell of a lot of uh, which is a big discount they're arranging for the ships that will transport the oil they are arranging for the insurance so essentially what they're doing is that they're that, that India buys the oil, but they're actually doing everything else and delivering the oil to India's shores. Now, like I said, this is um, one of those dilemmas for, for New Delhi. What now? Going forward, what does it do? Surely the, um, surely the Indian government, Prime Minister Modi, is not very happy, as is the rest of the world, doesn't want this war to continue for a variety of reasons. For India, you have China next door. The Russians and the Chinese have a very close partnership. So definitely the Indian government is hoping that this war ends sooner than later so that it can go back to being friends and having independent relationships with the big powers. With the US, it's been very difficult this past one year because while in the beginning the Americans were very uh, critical publicly against the Indian decision to buy the Russian oil, that, um, that conversation, that criticism quickly moved behind the scenes, behind the parda. I think the, the Americans continued to make the point that you should stop buying Russian oil, but they also understand that India's economy is so hugely dependent on oil that you have to buy it from one country, country or the other. I'm going to leave it here, dear viewer, but I do hope that you will read my article, Global Print, on the Print's website, and I do look forward to hearing your comments on this video. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you.